Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Before the fall in the garden, and of course everyone knows we're talking about Eden, the place where Adam and Eve hung out with God face to face. From the ground, God breathed life with an eternal soul into them both. They were naked and there was no shame. They were made in the image of God, pure and simple as we might say today. It doesn't get any better than this. In the garden, as Bishop Donald DeGroote said, our passions were governed by reason, and reason was inspired by faith, and the desires of our first parents had order. The right order of their reason and faith before the fall was like their shield and spear. They were beloved sons and daughters in the garden. But somehow they got the notion to think differently. Because along came that nasty old devil disguised as a serpent, whom the woman blamed for the new thinking. Then Adam blamed the woman, saying it was all her idea. And neither of the two would take any responsibility for their own actions. Don't ever think that you could outwit the devil. He's a cunning adversary. When this all happened, both Adam and Eve quickly hid from God because they realized that now they were both naked. See, there was disorder now, because their passions were now governed by their desires and inspired by want for pleasure. You think that God was pretty mad here in this situation, vehemently mad at both Adam and Eve, because he removes them from the garden forever. But we read into the story here that after God removed them, he really loved on them by making skins so that they both could cover themselves in their newfound awkwardness. God still sees them as his children, like he sees us. Except that now we live our lives by our passions, giving in to our desires controlled by pleasure, and we end up where we don't want to be time and time again. Just like Adam and Eve, running around in our animal skins, developing rashes, allergies, cancers, and all sorts of bad stuff. Truth is, no matter how philosophical we try to paint the story of Adam and Eve, none of us have our act together. We need to repeat what St. Francis of Assisi told us, think less, live more, and know that I am a beloved son of God. That's how God sees me. I'm never going to out with the devil, so I'm not even going to begin to try. I need to identify who I am with how God sees me, seeking to live a life of virtue while knowing I will constantly have these sinful desires and in my totally messed up condition, I need to pray and I need to fight, not only like hell, but against hell, with all my might, while asking God for help to deliver me from this evil. Yes, life can hammer us into shapes of clay we do not recognize, accept it and move on. The phrase in our Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, should be understood, Lord, please lead me, I surrender to you. If I leave myself, the temptations will overtake me. Then asking God for this small exorcism, deliver me from the evil one. The prayer is perfect. When man pursues a virtuous life, it is never about what he will leave behind, but always about the preparation for the good that he's preparing for others. In this way, he seeks the good of the other, not stone and mortar for his life immortal. Reason and faith come back into order again. Shield and spear appear once more. Consider this story. Gideon was a young man 
who had seen the Midianites steal Israel's grain each year when it ripened. But he was a brave man, so God put a thought into his heart to save his people. Gideon stood on the mountain and blew a trumpet to gather all the men, 32,000 in all. But Gideon was not sure of this army, and God even told him it was way too big, saying there are some here who are afraid to fight. They must be sent home. So Gideon sent a large portion of them home. Now there were only 10,000 left to fight. But God said, the people are yet too many. You only need the bravest of men to go to battle. So God told Gideon to march them down the hill that they were on to the water below. Now most of the men threw aside their spears and shields carelessly, scooping up water in two hands because it was a hot and thirsty day. They were not cautious for battle. Their passion for thirst was ruled only by their desires for pleasure. But a small group of men faithfully held spear and shield in one hand while cautiously taking drinks with the other hand, reasoning the battle could be upon them at any moment and they would be ready. God told Gideon, these 300 are the men you want to go to war with. So Gideon gave each of them a lamp, a pitcher, and a trumpet. And hiding the lamps inside the pitchers so they could not be seen, Gideon's men positioned themselves around the Midianites' camp, and they waited for their enemy to go to sleep. Then with a great shout, the clay pitchers were smashed, revealing the lights that seemed to the Midianites to come from every direction. And while this was going on, the trumpets were scorching the air with great and terrible sounds. Terror filled the enemy's camp, and they fled, as though they would soon be a strange smell on the desert floor. Oswald Chamber writes, When God wants to create so great and so bold a man that all the world shall be amazed, watch God's methods and watch God's ways. How he hammers him and hurts him into trial shapes of clay which only he understands. And while man's tortured heart lies crying, he lifts beseeching hands. How God uses whom he chooses and with every purpose fuses him to try his splendor out. God knows what he's about. Are you going to play small again? Is the task so great, the challenge so mighty, the effort so exhausting? Remember, God loved us in spite of our failures in the garden, in spite of our failures in the flood, our failures in the desert, our failures in the promised land, our failures that led to captivity, our failure to listen to the prophets, our failures at the cross, our failures in Western civilization, our failures yesterday and today. God loves us as beloved children, pleading with us to repent and turn back to him. He longs for us to walk with him in the garden again, to hang on to our shield and spear with the bravery that only he inspires within us. Emerge now out of the shadows and seize your birthright. You are a child of God. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.